And now, a bit of romance. Two girls on a quest to find which rom-com is the best. P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Hello, and welcome to P.S. I Love Rom-coms, the podcast about friends, secret pinings, surprise silver linings, and makeovers that are refining. We're your hosts. I'm Allie. <laughs> and I'm Mia. P.S. I Love Rom-coms is a podcast where Allie and I, rom-com experts with loving solemnity, make our eternal vows to answer that all-important question, which rom-com is the best rom-com of all time? Joining us today is a very talented singer, comedian, and actor. And if he was in a rom-com, he'd be in a whirlwind holiday romance where he and his mysterious anonymous crush that he's never met share their dreams, desires, and dares in a notebook that they pass back and forth in the magical city of New York. You guys, it's the one and only Daryl Jim! Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. Just hearing you guys. I'm just so excited. I'm so happy I'm here. Ah, we're so Thank excited you. to have you, Daryl Jim. Also, just so lovely to hear your voice after um, uh, after a year of not, of not getting to bump into each other as much as we normally do. Um, yeah. So, so wonderful to all be hanging out. And also... Daryl Jim, we like to kick off our podcast with a little segment called Which Rom-Com Hero or Heroine Are You Channeling? Where we equate the experiences we've had this week with a famous rom-com hero or heroine. Um, I'll kick us off. And I'm so sorry because this is pretty universal and like also like cheating, but it's just true. So if you also have this, you're allowed to, we're allowed to double up. So it's okay if you also have a similar one. I am channeling Maya Erskine's character, Alice from Plus One because you, you guys... Alice, we open on Alice and she is going through a breakup and is at a wedding. Um, And that's like a pretty like raw situation to be. And in three weeks, I will be going through a breakup and in a wedding. And I (gasps) watching this movie was like, oh my God. Like I, oh, it was so, it was so lovely because I'm. Wait, wait. Yes. In three weeks, you're going Oh. No, sorry, I am. He uh, just casually is like dropping. Like, <laughs> I'm, is this the breakup that I'm so planning watch. in three weeks? No, 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 no. Am, am it happens sort of like going through a breakup. And um, and then in three weeks, I will be at a wedding um, in my uh. Erskine's position. So, um, so I just, oh my gosh, watching this movie was like a, so relieving. I've seen it before. I love this movie. Um, but uh, watching it was just so lovely because I'm so excited for the wedding, but I, I have low-key been stressed just about like, it's such a weird position to be in. Um, and I will be, I think like one of like the few people in that position at the wedding. So it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited for it, but I am. Yeah. It was uh, what a cathartic watching experience. Cause it's just such, it's so universal and it's, I'm just like oh, entering yeah. into this phase where that's happening. Yes. Like it wasn't on my radar before. And then this is the first time that I was like, wait, this could happen. <laughs> And now, and yeah, and it was just so lovely to watch um, her and Ben go through it and cathartic. So I'm channeling her. I love her. Uh, I hope I am dancing at the wedding uh, fun by myself um, like she is in the beginning, but it's received as well as the bride received it in this one. Oh, wait, quick question. Are you in the wedding party? I am. Or are you a guest? I am. Okay. okay, that's good. No, 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 that's good. Because when you're in the wedding party, like 
you're busy. Like, <laughs> right. If you, cause I've gone stag to a wedding before when I was in the wedding party and I was like, Oh God, I'm the only bridesmaid without a plus one. But because I was like in the wedding party, like you're busy, you're taking photos and like, I wouldn't have time to attend to my date. <laughs> that's, cause it's just like, that's so true. Busy going, like getting photos, getting ready. Um, <laughs> taking more photos uh you know to help, like you know amping up the bride pumping up the bride so yes. that's okay you'll be busy oh, okay that makes me feel so much better because i know that and i know that but it, yeah it was a similar boat where i think it's like yeah i similarly i think i'm the only like single bridesmaid and then um and then like yeah it's just one of those things you're where, gonna get hit on a lot oh and baby look out just so you know people at the wedding but, <laughs> yeah thank god thank god i have like at least a crew that's like we're all wearing like a color palette that's similar that i can like blend in <laughs> with. um so that's, that's what i'm trying like but i am excited i am looking forward to it but i just wow what a lovely what a lovely little soul film to watch today um but ellie who are you channeling um i think i'm channeling i think i'm channeling tom Hanks and Big, um, his character Josh, um, specifically not because I have a you know, you know a childish you know sense of wonderment. Um, nope, um, but I do have this. I I've been my life's been kind of chaotic recently, and I, I find that when things are chaotic, I tend to think more that there, that I have, um, that there's like an external locus of control and that there's some kind of like larger force that like is, you know, creating this chaos and that there's a plan and that it'll all be okay. Versus when I'm doing really well, I have more of like an internal locus of control where it's like, I'm in charge of my own life and I'm making these great things happen. Um, but because it's chaotic, I'm like, there's a bigger picture and there must be a reason all this, you know, crazy stuff is happening. Um, and so I'm like feeling very spiritual right now, mm -hmm. which is why, you know, feeling very like um, spiritual, kind of like magical, which is why I bought this um wish necklace online which is um a necklace for those of you who don't know about wish necklaces um which is probably um <laughs> most people um it's a necklace where uh, it's pretty self-explanatory uh it's a necklace where you um make a wish on it and then you wear it on your neck every day until that wish comes true um <gasps> mostly oh um teenagers are into it but also you know grown women as well and um i have a wish necklace that has like a unicorn on it and i made a wish um and um you know like josh i'm like really believing in magic and i'm hoping that that wish will come true um but yeah that's where i am i'm feeling kind of magical and hoping that you know the 15.99 that i spent on this necklace is uh worth it and that the wish is gonna come true it's so worth it yeah, it's so worth it. yeah. Also, I, when you said wish, I was thinking of the wish app. Like, I thought you were like, I got a necklace on the wish app. You guys know that? No, app? What's, no, what's, what's the, the wish, wish app? app? It's just kind of like, uh, it's a wild app. Like, it's <laughs> you get things for very cheap and they sell really weird things, but they always advertise, like, get this cool, like, tablet for five dollars. But <gasps> of course, it is like really the products aren't. It's a like 50 50. It might be good. It might be awful. Um, so that's what I, I was like, oh, you got a necklace on Wish? Is it good? Like, does it hold up? But 
it's a wish necklace, which I love more. Oh. <laughs> but, okay, that wish app sounds incredible. Yeah, they though. both sound amazing. I'm I'm on board for both of these things, and I <laughs> and I bet it works. I bet it works. Ali, please keep us posted because that also sounds like the beginning of a rom com. You know, it's like right? Yes. Yeah, yes. like let me put on this wish unicorn wish necklace. Um, very yeah. very quirky. Yeah. I love it. Yes, it's yes, it's it's definitely you know based on the like. Uh, so I've tried to control things. Um, with my will and I haven't been able to so I'm going to rely on wishes and see what happens um, I love that. but <laughs> that's where I'm at uh, Daryl Jim who are you channeling this week okay so I've been thinking about this all day yes! <laughs> um, I want to say Ben okay okay I'm going to say 80% Jennifer Goodwin in Something Borrowed <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, wow. yeah. That I, is a deep cut. That's great. Oh, that's it's so a deep good. cut. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, is something borrowed a rom com yes. or just a rom sad? You know what I mean? Like, that's right. like it's a rom com. It's a, a rom com drum. Yeah, rom com yeah, drum. Yeah, but John Krasinski's in it, so it's gotta be in the it's genre. A <laughs> what a great I love I watched that show, I mean that movie like a lot too, just so I could feel sad for myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I watched it twice this year. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's like, anyways, so 80%, um, yeah, her in there. Cause I'm always, I'm, I'm always watching the loves of my life choose someone else. <laughs> oh, I love it because yeah. it's sad. No, but like, I, I'm, and I'm always like letting, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to let you be happy and I'll find something, you know. And the other 20% is Ben from uh, Pen15. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. No, oh. Sorry, Pen15, sorry. Oh, yeah. Ben from uh, uh, Plus One, sorry. My oh. kind. I think Pen15. <laughs> yeah, we're a match. We're going to date. Because I'm in a weird place, too, where, like, that 20% of me is just kind of like, I'm I'm just, I'm tired of trying for this love thing. I just want to like be able to just go about my life and not think about love all the time, <laughs> and just yes. and then fall in love, right? Exactly. Um, with yeah. your best friend, um, or something. But yeah, yeah. Also, I've like I'm kind of seeing this guy that I've known for three and a half years, and um, we're best. It's really interesting because we're like great friends. I know so much about him, but our timing never matched up and we're going to like continue going on dates and had my first date with him. It was awesome. Oh my gosh. I felt so comfortable. Cause it's like, I already love him. Like I already, you know, and we, we've been on like an improv team. Surprise, surprise. Um, For like three and a half years, he makes me laugh and it's so like, and he makes me feel good. It's just like exciting. Oh my gosh. That's also the Ben. That's also the Ben in, um, uh, uh, Plus, plus one, one. that I'm like whoa what <laughs> so. yes where it's like yeah because he yeah like like he didn't see it coming at all and you're like wait a minute what this person yeah. in my life whoa Daryl Jim that's amazing yeah. that's I so know. great but also with Ben he's so like he's so I mean he, uh, watching the movie today uh, Maya's character was just kind of like Ben doesn't fall in love. He falls in love with ideas. And I'm like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> me, I fall in love with ideas. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, that's what always like ruins, not ruins me, but always like I get caught up and I'm like, man, I've really put so much idea into this person. And yeah, 
And then, you know, they'll, then I'll realize like, I don't really know them. I just know the idea that I hope will happen. Anyway. Yeah. I'm that way too. Where it's like, it'll happen where I'll have a crush on a person and I'll just, you know, create this romance in my mind. And then when I, mm-hmm. you know, actually like hang out with that person, there's no way they could live up to, you know, my fictional romance of them. I sometimes right. feel like, I feel like being a romantic is, is, is similar to falling in love with like ideas or like general concepts yes. and then it's, um. It's hard. And being, it's dangerous. being in love with like rom-coms in general, you mm-hmm. know, I will never give it up, but does it help? Probably <laughs> not, but I will never give it up. <laughs> like I want to live this life. <laughs> I want to fall in love with the rom-coms and, you know, um, yes. yeah, that's me. Yeah. And that's kind of <sighs> the message of the film almost in a way. Yeah. There, yeah. Like, of course, there's reality and there's like dissonance between like what you think is going to be and what it's reality. It's like you have to commit to the reality you're in and and and, and hope yeah. for the best and, and believe in what you're feeling in that moment. So, um, right. Oh, and I love dating a friend. I've exclusively only ever dated friends. It's the best. <laughs> this is my first dating- time. <laughs> oh, dating friends is great. It's oh great. My gosh. It's the only way I've ever I'm done so it. I'm so new to it. <laughs> Honestly, the first time uh, me and this person, when like he asked me out and I was going to ask him out, but he beat me to it. And we were talking about we were talking about our love lives. And I was like, we're talking about our love lives because we're friends and that's how we catch up and whatnot. But I'm like, we're yeah. both kind of into each other. We both kind of feel it. But I was like, oh, we're friend zoning each other. We're talking about our love lives. They're not like, you know, and then right. he was like, what do you think? And I'm like, what do you think? I don't know what you mean by that. He's like, do you want to, should we go on a date? I'm like, yes, yes, we should. Oh <laughs> so my gosh. We oh did it and like, it really, I, he just, it's funny. Cause I'm like, I already like him so much. He's always, yeah. he's always, he's like my friend and he makes, it's so comfortable. And that's probably why you guys mm-hmm. are like dating. Your friends are awesome. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. Because yeah, that's just- the biggest difference is I'm like, I know you're, you you won't intentionally hurt me. I know mm-hmm. that we only want each other to feel great. So yeah. I'm excited for what what will happen. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, this is so exciting. great! Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for sharing all of this like rom com energy you. with us. You're just you're just oh giving us it what feeds we love. my soul. It like makes me feel so good. Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm so happy for I, you. That's so exciting. Same. And oh. I I hate to even transition away from this happy moment. But speaking of um <laughs> uh, starting to date one of your good friends, let's get into our movie discussion. Yes. <laughs> Today, we watch the 2019 rom-com drama Plus One. In this film, longtime friends Ben, played by Jack Lloyd, and Alice, played by Maya Erskine, agree to be each other's plus ones at every wedding they're invited to during a busy summer of wedding fever. This film was written and directed by Jeff Chan and Andrew Reimer. So, you guys, what are some of our first initial thoughts on this film? And Daryl Jim, would you mind telling us a little bit about why you chose this film and your relationship with rom-coms? Oh, yeah. So I chose this film because I honestly think it's a perfect rom-com. Also, I'm very, very in love with Maya right now. Oh, she's my gosh. Just, she's I'm in love with Pen15. I literally watch Pen15 every other month, both <gasps> seasons, because it fills me up with so much joy. And yes. I feel like I just relate so hard, even though I didn't live that lifestyle. But, like, I kind of did in my brain. I'm like, these are all the thoughts 
that were in my brain when I was in middle school, but they're yeah. just doing it out loud. <laughs> totally. But um, I do think this movie is just, you know, I am getting to the years of like, people are going to start getting married soon. We're all like, I'm going to have to go to all these weddings and I'm freaking out about like my plus ones. And like, if I, if I'm going to have one, I don't want to go alone. It's kind of like going to prom alone. I'm like, I don't want to go to prom. Alone. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah. Now it's like weddings and it's going to happen it's, more. And, it's like um, formal pressure. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I don't know. They're so, they're so lovely. I love watching something that's not my life and like to be like, but whoa, these, they have feelings that I have in my brain that I'm seeing it being played out. And um, also it's that whole dating your friend thing that is so interesting to me because I, 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 I don't think I've ever done that until now. Um, but before that, I just, I think mostly I love my skin. And the performance was so good, just all the way around. So funny. Uh, and so, and still I cried like a baby. Like, oh, yeah, it's so good. I think it's just relating to me now because I'm getting older and mm. I'm going to have to start thinking about this. Also, I can't wait till, you know, I find someone to go to weddings with like this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to a wedding in three weeks too. Wait, okay. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. You were okay. saying these things. I'm like, is she going to say that this is actually my life or is she? Is, Are we? I'm like, is this a bit? Like, Are we going to the same wedding, <laughs> Daryl Jim? And should we make a pact? <laughs> oh my gosh. Should we relive plus one in person <laughs> and also. Like Instagram live it? Like, yes. <laughs> wait, okay, mine wait, is in. Can, wait, so you're both going to weddings in three weeks, and Mia, where, where's yours? Mine's in the state of Washington. <laughs> where's, where's yours? Mine's in the state of Hawaii. Oh, so- I guess it's just different, different realms. It would be like a different realm. Oh, yeah. Daryl Jim, you're going to a wedding in Hawaii. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you bringing your new special friend that you're dating? I'm not Hawaii as your plus one. You're not. I'm not. I'm actually bringing a a great friend. Well, here's the thing. He asked me to be his plus one for his sister's wedding (gasps) two years ago. Oh, as friends. Well, not two years ago. Last year, before the pandemic. As Um, friends. As friends, as a big date, maybe. Like I'm not sure. Oh my gosh. um, Just like uh, but with (laughs) yeah, but like (laughs) with um work and uh just everything that was happening at that time I couldn't go and um Mm. it didn't happen and the pandemic happened and so Mm. yeah we we just reconnected as soon as we could safely and he's like I'm he's one of my best friends with my other best friends like the team that I was on they're all my great friends like (laughs) it's just so interesting and fun that's dreamy. That's, oh my gosh. So you're going, I mean, they literally, I mean, they don't physically go to Hawaii. I read that they shot that in LA, but they go to Hawaii at a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. But I'm bringing my, uh, one of my great friends. So, uh, that'll be fun. My roommate, my roommate's coming with me. And, um, when we decided oh, it was like, Hey, I'm going to Hawaii. Like it's nothing's better than traveling with friends to a place I right. learned recently. That's fantastic. That. You're bringing a friend and then you still have your um, your date situation when you get back. Because then it's, there's no pressure either, right? You're not like, yeah, because yeah. that's what happened. Yeah, God, I'll stop. But in the movie, right? Yeah, it adds a certain level of pressure being at these like formal events where everyone is thinking about 
putting boundaries on relationships. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then wait, um, and then what's your um what's your relation like with rom-coms as a whole? Oh, um gosh, I love I love love so much. Too much. <gasps> I love love too much. Um yeah. I am always singing just like breakup songs, but also like lovely songs and I'm always watching um i just love i like grew up watching a walk to remember the oh my god yes. i read nicholas nicholas sparks the last yes. song like all of it and i i have so much hope for love like i mm. and I'll, even now i'm not as jaded and i'm not as jaded as i think maybe i should be because i'm like i don't want to be i i it'll happen it'll happen sometime um yes but I think that's my relationship is I just love love. I <gasps> and when it's funny too, I love funny. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I love great, that. And it yeah, and Daryl uh, Jung, of course it's coming for you. You're like one of the most lovable people. Oh we know. Thank you. <laughs> so of course, of course that's coming for you. Um you're you're uh, right after our own hearts, Daryl Jim. We're the same. That's yeah, we love them. That's why we love love. Uh why we set up a situation where we have to watch them constantly. Uh, yes. Mia. Is was this you? You said that you've seen plus one before. How oh many times gosh. have you seen this? You guys, okay. So I've, I've seen it. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Joe Jim. How many times have you seen it? Oh, sorry, I've seen it four times. <gasps> oh my gosh! <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Amazing. And it just came out in twenty nineteen. Came out in two thousand and nineteen. So, so that's you've been <laughs> on it. And I think it did it come out in the summer. I'm just remembering the climate, so I'm probably just thinking of it could be any time in LA. Actually, <laughs> I was like, it was hot, so it was the summer. No, nope. it was hot. <laughs> no, nope, could have been any time. Could have um, been you know October. Yeah. So that's basically if I'm right, that's like kind of like. Four times in two years. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. So definitely a keeper for, yeah, in the, in the Daryl Jim yeah. top five. Um, this was my second time seeing this movie. I saw this movie just under truly wild circumstances that could only happen in LA, which is that I was <laughs> taking a class. I was taking an acting class from the casting director who casted this movie. <sighs> And of course. as the movie so came out and as we were working on sides from the movie um, or scenes from this movie. So it was such a bizarre experience. Um, and I loved it. I loved it because I was like, and the experience I had was it was like, oh, there's a movie coming out with Maya Erskine and Jack Quaid. Wow. I know Maya from Pen15. I know Jack from The Boys. Wow. That's incredible. And then being like, oh, this teacher cast it. Oh, we're working on the sides. Oh, the movie is out. So it was just such a bizarre little moment for me. So this it feels special to me, even though it's not. You know, like I didn't. There's nothing about that that is like personal. But it was just such a wild moment. So um, yeah. So I really like this movie. Um, and then this was my so second much so time. that you've that you've studied it. You know, in acting class top to bottom yeah top to bottom uh, <laughs> I, I, we worked on the, the jess ramsey scene and we cast it i did ah. not get cast as jess ramsey someone beat me but someone who was on we did like <laughs> pretend casting directors and i got beat out for jess ramsey but somebody came out and said but i voted for you and was outvoted and i said okay thank you um so <laughs> yeah so that's um that's my experience with the film. Um, was so excited. I and that was like a time when it was. It's only two years ago, but it was still so. I think it was part of that, like burgeoning 
uh, streaming services are coming out with contemporary rom-coms with like amazing yeah. cast and amazing premises yeah. that was like, okay, the genre is being redefined. And I think that's so exciting. And I think that this rom-com is so exciting because of the way it's shot. It's not shot like a rom-com. It is shot like an episode of Friday Night Lights. Like it is like handheld, yeah. like, right. like handheld, <laughs> single cam, not in, you know, not incredible lighting. No, Pretty, uh, very natural lighting. Dark. <laughs> yeah, dark, Pretty dark, gritty, indie, gritty, like. Indie uh, gritty is how it was shot. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Where you're just like, oh my gosh, tonally, that's like so different from, from rom-coms. And then, um, I also just think I was thinking about this because I was like, I think in the same year, 2019, I believe, I think it was two times in this year, two movies came out with this exact premise, which was plus one and the wedding year. And I was like, that's yeah. crazy. How had that not been done before? But in our research that we've been doing, like watching rom-coms for different decades, it's like, oh, the median marriage age has um, been bumped up to now where it's like settled like at early 30s. So it's like, this mm -hmm. makes sense that this situation um, is only occurring now, really, or being reflected or observed now. Because like, what, what I forget when, like in like the late 90s, early 2000s, when the median marriage age was like uh, mid 20s, the wedding guests are like 24, 23, 25. So no one is like, I don't know, they're like still really young. So this is like a phenomena of like observing what happens like when fully fledged adults, you know, with independent lives are then going to these events and being like, oh, like, we, we got to get on that. What's what does this mean? So I just think it's so cool. It's such a cool reflection on society. And anyway. speaking on like the cool <laughs> reflection on society. No, I think you're completely right, Mia. I, I, okay. And I, you know, I haven't studied this. I'm not a social scientist. I'm um, <laughs> a girl with a microphone, but uh, <laughs> um, it feels like since social media, weddings have like blown up. Where you're like, so right. I, you're I so do right. not oh remember. I do not remember people taking engagement photo shoots when I was a kid. That wasn't a thing. And now it's all like there are engagement photos and wedding photos, like <laughs> two <laughs> photo things. And like, you know, it just seems so public too. like right. everybody's weddings are on their Insta feeds and all of their hashtags. photo shoots are on their oh hashtag, hashtag, you know, trends. Julian, you know, Tom Tom's wedding or whatever. Um, and they're it, punny, it, right? It, it's like hashtag uh -huh. uh, pun it, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. Hashtag like um, Lewis and Louise get, you know, laid in Maui yeah, or something yeah. like that. Or, yeah. you or, there's or, a lot of weed get Maui. That's it. I yeah, found it. Yeah, I found yeah. the pun. Oh my God. I just saw one of those um, literally. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, it feels like there's this double pressure now where like weddings are not only already kind of like, uh, you know, pressure filled social gatherings, but now they're published on social media as well. And there's even more attention surrounding them totally. and more pressure. Um, and so I, I, there have been a lot of like wedding rom-coms that have come out recently. Wasn't it like, Wedding Love Repeat or something like that was one and like Table 19 was one. Yeah. Oh, um, Table 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, it's about the singles table um, or like just the, yeah, the, the singles or table. Like, or like the table. I've been at that table once before where it's like you put sort of the like there's not enough. <laughs> everyone, basically everyone at that table, nobody has a connection to each other. <laughs> so they put you all at one table. We got sat at a table like that. 
ones with two people that showed up without invites. So they hand wrote their names and I was at their table. Um, wow. I've been at the, I'm always at like the family table where it's like, yes. or the, um, the bridesmaids table. <laughs> Humble brag. Um, <laughs> but, uh, this was, um, I, um, uh, Watched plus one before, um, but I only got through seven minutes of it. Um, absolutely, absolutely. I think I think like I was like I because Mia, you're right. This was like one of the first kind of like Hulu streaming rom coms. Um, the rom coms I was used to watching are like ones with like A list stars, um, yeah. flat lighting, huge budgets. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, he, like very, very bright, white, soft light. Um, yes. And this this was like, I, I, I was kind of like taken off guard by the tone of it. I was like, this isn't a, the first time I watched it, I was like, this isn't a rom-com. And I didn't, and I stopped after seven minutes. Um, Fair. And, yeah. and this time I, when I was watching it, I was like, you idiot yeah, like, this is <laughs> such a good movie um but i do that too though like with other movies i'm like this doesn't feel like what i signed up signed for, up for? Totally. These, are t- these are tv actors <laughs> you know where's j-lo um, where's matthew mcconaughey uh, well it, um, it's like a big commitment i mean and it doesn't sound like it but i feel i never i never feel more cheated or tricked than when i give two hours to a movie and i go that was the movie <laughs> And I'm like, (laughs) so I get it. I get that. (laughs) Um, But man, so this was the first time I watched all the way through. um, And I loved it. It was so, it was so good. Maybe it's because I, maybe I loved it this time too, because I, like we've been saying, am in the time of my life now where I now have two wedding invitations on my fridge. Again, humble brag. And um, (laughs) I know that like I, it's starting like the wedding season is starting. Yeah. Um, and so, um, it, it really, it hit home. Um, and I thought that what this movie had to say about love challenged me. I still don't know if I completely agree with it. I think I do, but it's oh, yeah, like the core message. The, I, I agree. It's, it's an interesting the core message. I think it's a divisive message. Is, it's a divisive message, but it was challenging. And I liked that. I don't really often feel challenged by rom-coms, but uh, I felt challenged by this movie. And uh, its message was a little bit, I don't know. I don't want, cynical is too strong of a word. Maybe stoic. It was a little bit more stoic than I um, have seen in rom-coms, but I liked that. And uh, I. it felt like a realistic depiction of Uh, love and i like and you know you don't always see you sometimes see fantasies and this definitely didn't feel like a fantasy this definitely felt like um a little too close to home (laughs) a little too close to home it was like you know this was my friday night (laughs) yeah it's like no relationships are work and it's like okay yep Okay, you're right. This right, there's work, there's compromise, um, there's disappointment, and it's like, uh, yes, yes, right. yes, 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 and that's hard. Yes. Yeah, and that's hard. Yeah, because yes. rom coms, first, you know, for so many of us, always and always, are are lovely escapes, <laughs> lovely escapes into yes. a containable amount of sort of like emotional problems that we feel sort of like good about and um and not triggered by. And yeah, this one, oh my god, I think for all of us in different ways, right? It's just hitting. I think it's just hit 
gets a little harder. <laughs> a lot of rom com. <laughs> but 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 in a in a similar way, like I felt like a certain like the realistic kind of depiction of love. I felt like a a certain relief watching it too because bringing back my Instagram metaphor, you know, mm-hmm. um, sometimes you see rom coms and it's kind of love filtered like there's just heavy filter a lot of face brushing bright light and this rom-com both in its you know lighting and um message were a little bit you know i'm not gonna say darker yeah darker um but uh but realistic and it was like love without the filter and you know beautiful in a a different more complex way and so i liked this film thank you for picking it daryl jim (laughs) of course i'm glad yeah i mean now that you're saying it i'm like wow maybe that's why i like it so much Mm. in a weird way because i do also love like you know like typical rom-coms where it's like a little more like um you know just brighter and uh like funnier and lovelier but also something borrowed is also kind of i mean that has more lovely like filter on it and very like dramatic but like maybe that's what i like i just be like yeah no it's hard something (laughs) something borrowed is a dark rom-com i think yeah i mean the people in that movie like do not behave well at all yeah, like and I, right. I, I love watching that movie because it's so interesting. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, Daryl Jim. Um, yeah, like this this movie is very like yeah, I do I do feel the the realness of it, and also it's so the comedic like the humor is very like kind of update like kind of like UCB where it's you know we're calling out the funny things and like we're like. It feels very close to that too in my brain where yeah. the humor is very n- newer for a rom-com, I think, yeah. too. I love that you yeah. are, yeah. you know? I think that's a really like um, poignant observation, Daryl Jim, that you were saying like it's mm-hmm. it, the humor is updated. And that's how I feel yeah. about these streaming rom-coms that have come out, specifically this one, yeah. Someone Great and Set It Up. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like the first time I was like, oh yeah, these are like what like the comedians I'm around. This is sort of like how they might be in relationships or what they find funny. Yeah, and normally it's like pretty girl fell down, which I love, which I love. I love pretty girl <laughs> fell down. That <laughs> is a pretty girl fell down. But I I mean, and we and we've got to get into character of Alice because I think I think like Alice is such a great example of like up I think so much updating is being done, Daryl Jim. Like that was so that was such a great way of putting yeah. it. Where like yeah. this is I think like I'm seeing humor being updated and I think sh- uh like her and in uh, heroines are being yeah up like like very delayed a very delayed updating which it's so nice to see you know where she's talking about having yeah. a hairy butt <laughs> and like yeah. uh, and she's like eating with food coming out of her mouth and uh yeah I love that same it's incredible I mean like I felt myself having a small epiphany watching her which is like she is exactly who she is like she's not putting on any kind of like you know front or trying to be perfect she's just like who she is and is still receiving love and is still like has two men that are interested in her like that's an incredible message for anybody you know watching Mm -hmm. like for me watching I was like oh wait you mean if I'm myself every you know all like the weird you know just like my weirdest self like I'm still deserving of love um, is so, I mean, I, I loved the character of Alice. And, and I think the first time I watched it, I was like, 
Ugh, she's such a hot mess. Um, I was in a different place. It was 2019. Uh, yeah. We were all in a different place. And yes. we had the whole 2020 this- for us. I mean, we- yeah, none of us knew. <laughs> none of us had hit rock bottom. Um, um, but we're more so, grateful now. <laughs> so grateful. Um, just more compassionate towards everybody now, um, and including myself. Um, and. Um, yeah, she was incredible. Yeah, yeah. But I think um, in terms of like this being like a newer streaming rom-com that like it really breaks the mold in the way it's representing like um, how like uh, marriage culture has changed, how humor has changed and how um, like what we believe representation of women like should look like has changed. And so that... That was so awesome. But um, yes. Okay. So this movie is told and this sort of, we see this in, in rom-coms maybe like when Harry met Sally, love and basketball. And this is sort of like a very interesting, like indie, like it had time markers uh, that were the wedding speeches where they go to 10 different weddings. And so we see little snippets um, to like, to like mark each new um, wedding that we're going to. And this, cause this movie is told predominantly at the weddings they're at, which I thought was so interesting. And also, breaks from rom-com like molds because you're like we we don't get to see a lot of their personal life so we only get to see that at these weddings um so i love that and that was super fun was that uh i guess we've all seen it before but obviously there was a lot of people um from the improv theater that we all uh, uh met oh. at so it was that was like that was so great i think to see so many of them like I was just, just pop screaming up. every time just oh, like, my oh, oh my gosh <laughs> oh my god betsy sadaro's speech always makes me laugh so hard so um, funny I, I christine's too just like oh christine's is so good <laughs> <laughs> like like, uh, uh, we'd have a baby in the family. Oh, so right. funny. <laughs> she's like, she's just kind of like, uh, which came first, the pregnancy or the wedding? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I was it's like, ugh. funny. I was listening to an interview with the writers, and they based apparently all of those are based on real speeches that they've seen at weddings. Oh, yeah, my goodness, yeah, like that's the, amazing. It's, yeah, I mean, which just makes me so happy because that's like the when Harry met Sally thing. Those interstitials are are based on they're they're verbatim real people, um, but performed by actors. Mm. That was, I think. I mean, there are a lot of favorite parts, but that that was probably one of my main favorite parts were those like <laughs> little interstitials of those speeches. And I um, I think I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but uh, one of my day jobs, um, one of my first day jobs was I was a caterer at weddings. So I would cater mm. specifically. I worked for a catering company that specifically catered at weddings, which means I got to hear a lot of best man and maid of honor speeches <laughs> and they are always always that awkward and just yeah. like cringy like just so cringy because people are either a nervous or b drunk or c both and it's just so um and one of the worst ones i think there were two really bad ones there was one i remember that was just like they kept quoting star wars like obscure Star Wars quotes Whoa. and comparing it to the relationship <laughs> oh, no. of the couple oh, and no. like no one knew what the fuck they were talking about oh. and then the second one was two like the matron and maid of honor which were sisters decided that it would be a good idea to do a poorly rehearsed like song and dance that they were too uh, drunk to do yeah. and it was so awkward and they only had one microphone and they was bad no it was so bad oh that hurts me it hurts so bad but uh, <sighs> i love that i've um 
felt like that uh that part of the movie really checked out yeah <laughs> yeah it's like close to life very close to life yeah i'm gonna have to make a speech and i'm so nervous about it <gasps> win so i am one of three uh maids of honor amazing kind <gasps> of. um at this wedding my, that's in three weeks that's in three weeks yeah because the person who's getting married is my my cousin and there were four of us growing up and we kind of did things everything together so mm-hmm. she asked all three of us uh it's <gasps> oh. me and two uh twins uh um and i'm just like oh my gosh i'm so excited and so she wants me to make a speech and now i'm thinking about it i'm like guess i'm gonna talk about star wars <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, no no just google it there, gonna, there are rules it's like don't bring up exes like uh like that doesn't play well <laughs> I googled oh it. Gosh. Yeah, there's there's like rules. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, Daryl Jim, you do improv and right. you're a performer, so I promise you, you're gonna fucking kill it, and <laughs> everyone is gonna be so impressed because <laughs> you, you know, before the pandemic, you did this every week. You know, you performed in front mm-hmm. of a group of people every week, so you're gonna kill it. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna be great. But, um, oh my gosh. So we open, okay. We open on the first wedding where Beck Bennett, who is getting married to his actual wife in real life. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. The actress is his wife. Um, yeah. So they open there and which is like my favorite version of Alice is when she's blacked out and then goes to dance on the dance floor by herself. I think I thought that was fair. I thought just thought that was so funny. And then we see sort of like Ben being charming and get shut down hard by Jess Ramsey. I mean, I have feelings about that but kind of it's so weird that whole thing was so weird oh my gosh i know that was the scene we did yeah oh my god so 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 painful and i love that in terms of like his character arc of being like he's in love with the idea of her because he used to talk to her all night and can't see there is a fucking engagement ring ring on her hand yeah so um yeah we set up what they what they what their deal is sort of nicely it's like Mm -hmm. alice obviously he's like out of a relationship and is like is in a dark place and then ben is like um yeah yeah, it's too like interested in the ideal of love, and then that both of their home lives though are unfulfilling. Um, and then we get to this. When do they? Yes, is it after that wedding where she calls him, and then is like, "Let's do a pact." When do they do the pact? I think. Well, I think. Uh, it's at uh, a second Alice, wedding. Yeah, Alice was like, "Let's go to the next one with me." He said no, and uh, then his dad's like, right. "I want you to hang out with." You know, and then he's like, I can't, I have to go somewhere with Alice. Yes, perfect. So and yeah, Alice that's is that's when it started. Yes, Alice is um his excuse. So then he yes, he's yeah, he's in on the bet. Um and then we get to the wedding on the bus. Okay, so it's Jason and Sarah's wedding. They're on a that's like where they have like a party bus coming back, and then Alice like shoves him into another woman. Classic, <laughs> classic tactic, classic tactic. <laughs> Just a quick sidebar, which is I um that yeah so jack uses or jack wade's character ben uses the excuse um uh you know alice and going to weddings with alice as an excuse not to have to spend time with his dad and his dad's new fiance Mm. and i just wanted to quick talk about the the dad character and how i feel like this rom-com again revamps like an old kind of trope which is like the trope of like the dad, you know, being a serial dater. Like you see this in um, uh, You've Got Mail. Tom Hanks' dad is like a serial mm. dater. Yes. Um, you see you see this in like uh, uh, 
uh, oh, no strings oh, attached. Um, and um, what's that one where they got to kill the guy? John Tucker must die. John Tucker um, must die. You see like <clears throat> men getting problems from their dads because, you know, men having trouble with like their relationships because their dads have remarried so many times or have remarried a younger woman. And what's right. so cool is that this this rom-com actually takes the time to explore this dad's humanity more and where he's like, hey, those other relationships that I had, like that I had with your mother and whatnot, like we're still fulfilling relationships where oh I learned gosh. a lot about myself. And I loved that. And I was, was like, like yes. Oh. Teary when he was I like, I don't see I, them as, yes. I don't see those as failures. Yes. Yeah. That line like, oh, killed wow. me. And it was so yes. sincere. Oh my God. I, oh, I love that. It was, it was really, it was a very cool twist on a, a character that has maybe been stereotypical in the past. And, um, uh, I thought that was really cool. And then it's after having a conversation with his dad future on, uh, later on in the movie that, you know, Jack learns, you know, to take more risks in dating. Um, but yes, yeah, so that sidebar side, um, Ben and Alice start going to more weddings together. And um, at one of the weddings, they make this pact to be each other's plus one for the next, like, I don't know. What is Ten? Like seven? It's, 10, 10 weddings yeah. that they have to go to like a, a crazy amount of weddings um and as you would guess eventually you know uh they because they wingman each other at these weddings eventually they get a little drunk one night and something happens oh my goodness in the graveyard wow quirkiest sex scene uh whoa 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, i mean definitely not a uh cut to the the morning after like it was yeah. pretty this was like one of and i again this is like something that i loved this was such an awkward sex scene it was so like it there was, was so much like like um negotiating that went on which is like okay you're grabbing my hair oh i have to take off my underwear help me oh, take my underwear she, off yeah oh, take it off like uh, and it which was is um, so kind of funny and different in a way that like yeah when you're with a friend you can say those things you, you don't yeah. have to, you don't have to filter and be like i'm gonna take my underwear off like I'm gonna be, you know, Sexy. their friends are like, yeah. okay, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. like I want to be on top, like move. Um, yeah, they communicated, and you know, that's yes. fun. There was such. You're right. There's such great communication, and it was like maybe to my like, you know, uh, outward eye, I'm like, oh, it's awkward, but no, it was actually. You're right. They were actually having really, really great communication <gasps> throughout. Yeah, and I think by the time they're having sex, it's like a sexy scene. Right. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. you see the build oh, up yes. and you're like, yes. oh, my God, like, what? Like, where did this even come from? Like, wh I was shocked every time I watch. I'm shocked that they have sex at this moment because <laughs> I'm like, this hasn't been a fun night. That night did not look fun. They got ditched no. in the pool. They've been walking around for like an hour lost. They don't know where they're walking to. Yeah. They don't know where they're going. Yeah. It was um, what a gritty. Yeah. Following in the line of like indie, gritty, realistic uh yeah it, honestly it's, I, at moments this rom-com felt mumblecore to me and yeah the sex felt yeah that sexy felt a little mumblecore too yeah where it's just um or mumblecore i think is what like i like could just like an improvised indie film that you can sort of mm -hmm. tell like people aren't necessarily like reading lines so at times i was like oh it just feels like they're talking one last thing i'll say is just that um i <laughs> I, and I feel like this is something that I like more now that I'm older, which is um, I love second chances. I feel like this movie. Oh. So they, you know, the couple um, Ben and Alice like end up 
dating and then Ben, surprise, surprise, you know, gets scared because um, the relationship isn't perfect. And he sees other relationships. And from the outside, those other relationships look perfect. And he's like, my relationship isn't perfect. Um, yeah. And he gets scared. I love that moment. Oh, yes. Such a great speech. When and he was all like, what are you talking about? My <laughs> relationship isn't perfect, but I'm. I love her. And it's like, why are you married to her then? It's like, cause I'm taking a, I'm taking a chance. And I like, that was such a cool. It was so great with Beck Bennett and um, Jack Quaid was so good. Yeah. Like I love the tone of that speech too, where Beck Bennett was fine. Cause I, Ben is like a bit of a shithead. <laughs> so it's like, I love when yeah, Beck Bennett yeah. was like, when he's like, no, you're, you've never questioned your relationship. And he's just like really annoyed. And he's like, how do you know? Do you have cameras in my house? Like, and it's like loving. <laughs> and it's just like, man, like you don't, you're not seeing things clearly. Like you don't know what goes on in people's relationships. Like, yeah, you're thinking of the idea of it, not the reality. And I loved when he was like, cause it feels like he's like, well, why would you do it if you're not absolutely certain? It's like, cause it feels great to tell someone yeah, I'm Ugh. here for this in front of a room full of people, yeah. right? And that you, it's just, oh, my oh gosh, God, that I makes love me want to cry. It's so yeah. beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. Yeah. Oh. But that's what I love from this movie. It's it's kind of the same tone with the dad when he's like, when he was just kind of like, no, those weren't failures. Like that whole thing, that yeah. felt like the same reality. Yeah. And like, that was so heartwarming, even though it is kind of like unsure and like, you know, not, maybe the best answer, but also the best answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, it hit me in a weird way where I'm like, oh, the pressure is a little bit off in a yeah. beautiful way. The things don't have to be perfect, but you know, you should still try, you know, yeah. you, know you still try. Ugh. So give things a shot. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. And then it, there's this, uh, there's such a good, I mean, I love, uh, you know, uh, um, Ben goes to like this wedding. It's like the last wedding that they were going to go to together or one of the last ones that we're going to go to together. And um, he, you know, tries to get Alice back and she's like with her ex-boyfriend. And then there's this brilliant editing where he's then at his, we think he's at his father's wedding, yeah. giving a best man speech for his father, where he talks about like all that he's learned about love and about relationships and basically everything that we've been talking about, how it's not perfect, but like, you know, it's, it's you gotta try. And, um, and, you know, there's like a, a a reveal that he's giving this speech not to a room of people, but to Alice. I and know. she and there's this beautiful full circle moment where like one of the first scenes we see is her helping him with one of his best man speeches. Yeah. And then the last scene or one of the last scenes is she's still there helping him, but with this final best man speech to his yeah. father's wedding. And it's so good. Oh. <laughs> It's it's great. I love it. And then they show the like the reveal that she came after because because I the earrings she was yeah. wa- wearing because I clocked them that she came like directly after that wedding where she was with her ex boyfriend and it was just like on his stoop. Oh my god. Oh. So good. Now let's get move to the part of the podcast where we count some of the classic rom-com tropes we spotted. I'll kick us off. Um, this rom-com, in addition to having 10 weddings, ends in a wedding. So that's a classic <laughs> trope. Um, the perfect sexy circumstance. We have to go to all these romantic locales just with each other. And we got to share a bed to save money. And we're both super hot. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I think they both have huge-ass homes. Uh, yeah, huge-ass yes. apartment. Yeah, their homes, I think, were very, very nice. Um 
they reference the meet cute and then they do an actual one where then he does get someone's number from that. Yeah. Um, and she has an iconic line, I think, which is I totally microwaved that hot meat cute. So I love that. <laughs> um, the pact. That's when we see a lot where it's like, all right, well, we're going to do this thing together and make it through. Similar to the ruse, similar to pretend to date, but I think more of the pact. Um, Oh, great. We have a let me tell you who you are or who he is speech where like sort of like out of nothing, my uh, Alice goes, well, you know, he only dates ideas. And yes, it's so true. But it's just like in rom-coms, people love to be like, this is the type of person he is. Um, okay, I'm adding a new trope. A standout clerk. I feel like rom-coms where they like yes. to play is with clerks. Yes. So yeah, if you're going to put like a... like um. What's the guy's name so from many, Pretty Woman? So many sassy concierges. Yes. Uh, so many sassy concierges or standout. Like that's where people truly like to say like, all right, have fun with that. So yeah, let's, let's put out like um, sassy concierge. Um, cool girl hangs out with the guys. It's not as egregious here because Alice's character is like fantastic. But there's like a moment where she's smoke, she's like smoking a joint with like a yeah. bunch of old men. That's just a cl- and wearing a suit yeah. jacket. It's a classic like, whoa, this girl hangs with the guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tending to her crush's wound, Alice. Alice gets wounded in the graveyard, which is what starts the not so sexy, but then sexy sex scene. Um, baby pics. Uh, you got to see your crush's baby pics when you go see their parents. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then I wrote down quirky graveyard. Why did I write that down? I think it's like maybe a little manic pixie to be like, we got to hold our breath and run through this graveyard. So I just think it's, it's so like, manic pixie. Right? Okay, cool. Mm. All right. Those I are mine. I believe in ghosts. I believe in ghosts and not uh, holding my breath. Allie, what you got? Yeah. I have uh, best friends in the wing where your yeah. best friend has a crush on you in the wing. They both kind of kind of crush each other waiting in the wings. Um, I have like the plot device of interstitials. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's like a structuring device. Uh, I have the dad who remarries a lot or dad who dates lots of younger women trope yes. um, that then fucks up the son. Um, do, 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 do. I have, um, oh, a girl trips in dress. Um, right. She's running right. through the graveyard. She trips on the dress. Pretty girl falls down. Perfect sexy circumstance. Pretty girl falls down. Um, uh, I think that's it. I think you got the rest of them. Let me, was there one more, Allie? Oh, no, sorry. I think that's it. Amazing. And Daryl Jim, did you catch any that we missed? I'm not sure, but I really, the the speech that Maya had, I feel like there's always like a big yes. emotional speech You're in, so like, right. before everything goes downhill. And that was great. That oh, was, oof. yes. You're, yeah. There's the, the ending fake out too, where mm-hmm. uh, Jack mm-hmm. Quaid gives that big speech to her outside of the women's bathroom what a great place to give a speech i loved that um yeah. and then she's like no i have to go with my old boyfriend sorry you missed out kind oh of yes <laughs> yes 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 and That's then i the think, ending fake out yeah absolutely 100 and then also a grand gesture kind of where he brings the f- i can't decide if i want to make this grand gesture or flower trope because i weirdly was like put on an episode of friends while i was eating lunch today and uh rachel did the exact same thing with the bouquet of flowers she showed up with flowers for ross at the airport and then had to like hide them so I'm like, oh, I, I, and that's like in Shaun of the Dead. There's like some like flower play. <laughs> I'm going to count it as a grand gesture. Grand gesture was like yeah. he embarrassingly yeah. brings a bouquet of flowers to a wedding guest. <laughs> so I think that's a grand gesture. Um, okay. Well, that takes us to 16 tropes, which is in the middle. And I think that's what we can expect from sort of like an indie gritty, you know, not so rom-com-y rom-com. Well nice. done. All right. So now it's time to rate this 
rom-com. So as of now, here are our top five rom-coms. We have When Harry Met Sally, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, The Best Man, Hitch, and Love and Basketball. Now, if we so choose today, we can put plus one on that top five list, but we have to all unanimously agree to vote off one of those other top five to replace it with. So what do we think? Does plus one deserve a spot on the top five list? And if so, who should it knock off? I think this rom-com is amazing. I think it's... Actually, wait, no, Daryl, Jim, you go first. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like I heard you about to speak. I think I'm going to say almost the same thing that you're going to say. Okay. <laughs> I, I, mean, I love this rom-com. I, I love it so much. But, I mean, hearing the top five, it's, you know... It, it's newer. It's different. I don't know that it will... It, it should knock any of those off because it is different. With that said, I love it so much. But um, my feeling is saying not to knock anything off because it is so different. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, what, what I will say is that it's new. Like it came out in 2019. And yes. it's, I don't think, like, I don't know if a lot of people have heard of it. I think this movie only brought in like $23,000 at the box office. Really? I feel like, yeah. Hulu it, was, it was an it was indie Hulu movie. Yeah. And it, and it was a Hulu release. It didn't really like go to theaters. Um, all of these other movies that are on the list have kind of like withstood the test of time. And so I guess I'm just yes. wondering if this one will stand the test of time. And like, you know, when me and I are going to be doing this podcast, like 10 years later, I think we should definitely bring yeah. this. Um, 10 years, we should bring 20 this years back from later now. On. Well, we're still doing years. this every week. When yeah. we're doing this every week. Um, you know, I feel like it's worthy to, you know, maybe bring this back and see how it's aged. I'll also say that right now we have two wedding rom-coms on the mm -hmm. list and two friends that turn into lovers on the list and right. two rom-coms with interstitials on the list. And so like a lot of like the unique kind of aspects of this rom-com are kind of represented by other time tested rom-coms. Right. Yeah. What I am excited about for this movie or for future rom-coms um, is that this movie kind of uh, showed the grittiness, showed the yeah. real, maybe dark, relatable, not re that relatable is dark, but like the realness of, you know, dating right now in mm -hmm. the late or in 2019, 2020, 2020, you know, like I'm excited to see if that continues, if if we'll see more of something like this, yeah. that'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think no matter what, cause I agree with what you guys have said and yeah, I think it, we shouldn't knock anything off, but I do think it's like amazing, like an amazing, like, um, I, I think it's, I think it's a, like, I think it'll probably be important for where it's pushing the genre. You know, it's like, yes. I think it'll be mm -hmm. like among those early streaming platforms that updated the genre. And, um, and I think like gave it a, like lent credibility and relevance to a genre that people often dismiss, even though it's fantastic, yeah. but it's nice that it, yeah, I felt it'll be, I think it'll be important for that reason. Ugh. All right. Well, with that, um, a lovely little dose of rom-com reality, it is time for our final segment, reality check. In this segment, we test out the tropes and plot devices and the rom-coms we've just watched and see if they hold up in the real world. Now, in this film, we see the plot framing device of best man made of honor speeches. Some are good, most are bad, and almost all of them are awkward. And I'm curious to know, have any of us had to give a speech at a wedding? Yes, I was a maid of honor at my brother's wedding and I got to give a speech. Um, 
But I was ready. I did prior proper planning. I made sure that I did not drink before I had to give my speech um, so I could be sober and articulate. Um, I wrote it out beforehand and memorized it and added in some light blocking and moments of dramatic pause. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, um, I I did. And I, you know, I had people crying. So I think I I think I nailed it. And honestly, nothing feels I mean, it's. Nothing feels better than like doing a good speech, but it's also like it's such a high stakes thing where it's because it's not like just any performance. It's like this is like one of the most important days of like someone who you love's life and you like do not want to fuck it up. Um, And uh, yep. So I uh, (laughs) uh, yes, I have given a speech before. I uh, I have not yet. In fact, I think this is my second wedding as an adult, Uh, but I I'm going to have a speech for this one and um i'm excited i think it'll be i'm nervous but not because i'm scared it's gonna be bad but because i want it to be perfect for my cousin um i'm so excited for her to like move forward and i i i just want her to like be so happy on this day so yeah. I'm 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 nervous I'm nervous cuz I want it to be so good for her. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Have yeah. you have you um started writing it yet or no. are you just <laughs> You still have 3 weeks, so you have plenty of time. Um yeah. but oh, that's so sweet. Oh, I love yeah. that. And uh well, good luck. Keep us updated. Let us know how it goes. Of um, and um, Mia, have you ever given a speech before? Yeah, same same thing. I think this will be like maybe my third wedding as an adult, but only, I think only maybe my second non-family wedding coming up. But yeah, I did have to give... I gave a speech at... I was the maid of honor at my sister's wedding. Um, and there was a maid of honor and a matron of honor. So we both gave a speech. And um, yeah, I think... I think it was okay. Same thing as Allie where I like wrote it out and prepared it and like put in parentheses pause, you know, like in it. <laughs> I unfortunately did drink before, but I made sure I like, <laughs> I like made sure because it was like, it was hard when you're in the bridal party because people are like champagne, you know, like all yes, day. people are shoving champagne It's like constant. So it's like, I wasn't drunk. I just had had alcohol, which it's like, but I think I, I kept it to like two drinks or something. And then I had my speech with me. But um, it was fine. I was like really nervous about it. But I Googled a bunch of like stuff to be like, what are the faux pas? So I learned that. Don't bring up exes. Um, and no, yeah, nobody wants to. Yeah, don't don't go mean. Um, so no. So uh, I think it went well. People <laughs> told me it went well. But I'm like, you kind of have to say that to whoever's giving the speech. But it was okay. Um, I think it was good. I hope it was good. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was great. Uh, well, you guys, on that note um that is our podcast thank you so much for joining us today daryl jim of course thank you guys so much i i'm so happy i'm just this is so pleasant thank you so much for having me (laughs) what a lovely oh what a lovely moment what a lovely time uh, to connect on this movie thank you so much for coming (laughs) oh yeah and do you have any social media things to promote or important romance advice for our listeners oh um i I guess I, I do a show called Broadway Plus Improv, um, and I'm going to start doing that uh, uh, monthly. And I don't really have a handle yet, but if you follow uh, my Instagram at uh, two name, first name, you just spell out two name, first name, um, uh, or look at my name. I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, I'll be posting more about Broadway Plus Improv. It's uh, a show with musical theater and improv comedy based off of 
the musical musicals. Um, so yeah. And my love, my, uh, advice for love is I'm taking it from this movie. Be yourself. Just, Mm -hmm. just be all of you. And the one, the right person will accept you not want to change you. We just be you. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Daryl Jim, and letting us watch this lovely indie gritty rom-com. And thank you all for listening to the podcast. We have a new episode out every week and remember to subscribe and rate. And if you'd ever feel like performing a grand gesture for Allie or myself, the most romantic thing you could do is leave a rating and a review. Uh, (laughs) We will say yes. We'll say no, but then we'll say yes. Cause that's the ending fake out. Um, (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by the lovely people at Campfire Media. And P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Hi, my name is Eve Sturgis, and I have one question for you. Did you ever think about how much sex it takes to build a family tree? Those recreational DNA companies like 23andMe and Ancestry have such wholesome commercials about being Irish or Italian and connecting family and learning about heritage. But really, it's all about sex. Trust me, I made an entire podcast talking with people about the shocking discoveries and the deep, dark secrets that come to the surface with a few drops of spit. Season three of Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis is coming at you April 16th from Campfire Media on all the pod platforms. 